The prosperity of a believer is different from an unbeliever being wealthy and rich. Yours has eternal implication, eternal consequences. In a true love, you see passion. In a true love, you see commitment. You can be passionate about someone that you are not committed. It's about friendship. You know when we talk about spiritual family, your filio now makes sense because you have agape. Filio will still be there. But now you have agape, which is unconditional love, where you have to sacrifice and lay down your life. You sacrifice When you love God, he shows you you love God, he called you and enlisted you as one of his own. You lay down your life. If you are not dead, you can't be a living sacrifice. You have to view things differently. And, and I'm, I must admit, with all sense of humility and respect, that there are unbelievers that they are doing well in their marriage. I be basically well, all right? But you see, it is not a, a, the perfect... Um, perfect model for those who are believers. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's not a perfect model. And you'll see it because there are basically, let me say basically, there are many. You know, there is self-love. All right? It's called mania or something. You know, there, there are different kinds of love in the scripture. And you know, something funny happened with, something funny about the scripture is that the people we translated just translated and used the word love throughout. But in different contexts, if you look at it, it was talking about different love at different times. Do you get what I'm saying? So we have the philia, or what you call filio, which is friendship love. And that's human love. That's, you find it among unbelievers. You have uh, the erotic, or let me not talk about the erotic now. Let me talk about the storge. You have storge, which is um, um, family love, relational love. Siblings, love that you have for your siblings, love that you, and you see siblings fighting themselves, you see siblings, you know, hating, I mean, hating themselves, pursuing themselves all over the place, and then disagreeing with themselves. In some cases, they don't even have to come from an extended or um, what do you call, um, um, is it heterogeneous or, um, is, well, uh, we have nuclear, we have uh, extended. There's another word for it, apart from extended. Nuclear. Polygamous family. Thank you. Not only that, you see people who are born of the same mother and father and is a nuclear family and they hate themselves. You get what I'm saying? So natural love, human love, is bankrupt. You might look at it from outside that everybody's smiling in the photo and then on Instagram and all that. There's bankruptcy there because all the way from Adam, Everybody has tried to measure up, to try to be selfless, to be kind. You see, their own definition of kindness is niceness. All right? We are kind as spiritual beings because love is a fruit of the Spirit. And a compartment of love is kindness. A compartment of the love as a fruit of the Spirit is joy. All right? Another component of love as a fruit of the Spirit is self-control. They can't do that because they will have to probably do as their flesh and emotions dictate to them. But for a believer, we have an advantage that we can't. You see that? So um, um, a believer and non-believer can see someone now, and then you are trying to help that person out of problem. You see that? God is saying you should put a permanent solution, but somebody with human love wants to put a temporary solution. And they still believe that they are selfless enough. But we as believers, we put permanent solution. I want you to understand. So that believers, eh, you don't get 
carried away by what people are flashing you all over the place. The prosperity of a believer is different from an unbeliever being wealthy and rich. Yours has eternal implication, eternal consequences. This is not registered in eternal archive. Whatever you do with your own little fund, all right, goes into eternity. What they do with their own perish with the world. That is why we being an eternal being, we have to view things differently and not take a clue from people that are unbelievers. We take a clue from the scripture. All right, we take a clue from the scripture. Now look at it. So we have human love, we have filial friendship, and blah, blah, blah. Now, um, the friendship and um, the family, which is touch, um, the, that's relational, love for siblings. Okay, we came from the same mother and father, and then I care for you, you care for me, and all that. Fantastic. And then we have the erotic. So you see, these three and some other kinds of love, which I won't be able to mention, happens within human context. Okay? Now, you don't need God to have feeling for someone, to get married to someone, to have fun together, to do whatever. You don't need God to do that. All right? But you see, when God comes into your space and God comes into your life, you know, John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the one that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes should not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's, we are now in possession of everlasting life. You see that? In John chapter 15, if you read 12, 13, 14, he says, you know, there's no love that anyone can have that is more than this, that you lay down your life for your friends. You see that? You see that? That no friends, the friendship love, which we call filio, there is no death there. There's no sacrifice there. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are about four basic factors or determinants of a true love. In a true love, you see passion. In a true love, you see commitment. You can be passionate about someone that you are not committed. You can be passionate because of what you want to gain. You can be committed because of what you want to gain from the person. All right, you can be passionate and not be committed. You can be passionate and committed, all right, and not be sacrificial. Now, there four, I can't remember the, the third now. And not be sacrificial, you see what I'm saying? Now, sacrificial is the peak of it. So, with human love, you see passion. With human love, you see commitment. And that makes it look like, oh, it's almost the same thing you know, as we are in the kingdom, also they are outside the kingdom. I mean, we are passionate, they are passionate. In fact, in some cases, they are more passionate. Because some believers believe that the children of this world are more romantic. They are more correct in their... I mean, the guy just have a very nice, cute voice. You know, the, the babe just know how to dress better than the sisters in church. You know, like that. We try to get distracted by what the world is doing. We have forgotten that the bedrock of that love is still satanic. Are you getting You must always remind yourself that these ones don't have eternal life. Okay? That's why when Abraham was to choose a wife for Isaac, he told Elias, I said, go among my brethren. He saw married from Egypt and surrounding nations, and he became a serious cause and a pain for his parents. But Jacob traveled back to Laban's house among his people. I mean, that has nothing to do with your tribe now that you now leave Lagos and go to uh, Akwaibom or you go to um, one village uh, in Bitolu and uh, you go to Oweri. Say, uh, I mean, uh, uh, are you going to say I'm the son of the soil? No, that's not what I'm talking about. But this is what we can get from that figurative expression. There's nothing wrong with that if you want that. But 
we are not, we are not like unbelievers. We are led by the Spirit. I want to lay this foundation before I start answering questions. Love is divine. Love is spiritual. So he says that greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. So Jesus called us his, his, his friends. He called us his, you know, um, sons and daughters and called us brothers, called us friends. He said, you lay down your life for your... If you check 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, if you check 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, you see what it means that... You know what it means here is that you sacrifice for your friend. Look at it. By this we know love. Because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. It's not just about friendship. You know when we talk about spiritual family, we talk about biological, we talk about spiritual family. Your filio now makes sense because you have agape. Filio will still be there. But now you have agape, which is unconditional love, where you have to sacrifice and lay down your life. You sacrifice selflessly. You don't have enough, yet you still share. Do you get what I'm saying? You don't keep information to yourself because you want to lead everybody. You are after giving yourself teaching, sharing, that is what it means. Look at it, he said, you know, lay down your life, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. I mean, if you're in ministry, you don't have this kind of love, you're not in ministry. Because when the brethren are fasting and praying for 10 days or 5 days, you are doing double or triple. Do you understand what I'm saying? Lay down your life. I mean, by my own planning, my ambition, none of you, I won't be, we won't be seeing ourselves because I'll be somewhere. Do you understand? Making money, doing engineering, doing business, doing career, billionaire, somewhere. But still, let me tell you, when you love God, God's love you, shows you you love God, he called you and enlisted you as one of his own, you lay down your life. If you are not dead, you can't be a living sacrifice. And that's why we go through death, burial, and resurrection with him. Look at it. He said, that process is that you will be able to love. Go to the next verse. He says, verse 17, next verse. He says, but whoever has these words goods and sees his brother in need and shut up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? That's practical. Are they doing this in the world? Yes. All right? But to what extent can they do it? And when you do it, you do it because you are led by the Spirit. Recently, something happened. So a group of people, you know, like a church as I knelt down, I felt so concerned. I was praying, Lord, your two children are going through a love. And, I, you know, I, I, I lit tear up. So I saw tears coming up, and the Holy Spirit spoke. It was here up to five minutes. He said, this is what you must do. Get a check now and send it to them. And I stood up. That is the proper love. We are in need of money, but we have to send a check. That is what it means. Sacrifice. He said, since his brother in need and shut up his heart from him, how does that love abide? Go to verse 18. He says, my little children, let us, let us not love in word or in tongue. Interpretation, I love you. He said, love is in deed and truth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't let anybody spiritually rob you. People can tell you, 
they can see vision. I will, I will, I will debunk all those mis, 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 mysterious, mysterious kind of love that people are carrying about. They say, seeing vision, seeing this. Some are genuine, some are not. You have to see the action of a person. And there must be a witness in your spirits that get along with the action. Because some can be disguising and be deceiving you. Because they know that that's what you want. That is always there. You wake up to see his text message. And before you go to bed, check on you, you talk. And then in a day like this, there is a gift that has arrived without you. I mean, always surprise. That's why most people like, you just like surprise. Always surprising you. And then, and then butterfly starts arising in your spirit. And then you are just smiling only. Look, I mean, when you think of God like this, he's the one that comes to block God. All of a sudden, you are praying, you just remember him. And before you know it, you have stopped praying for the past 30 minutes. He's just all over you. There's a way a man can plant himself all over you that is the only one you are seeing. He's the only one. In those days, we used to have some men like that. Back on campus, they are called woman rapper. Don't allow those kind of edge around you. Because when you have problems, they will take off. So he says, don't love in word and tongue. I love you. I love you. That's not what God said. He sent his son to die. Sacrifice. If love has never gone through sacrifice, don't say, if somebody proposed, don't say yes. You must have seen a trace of sacrifice. Sacrifice is above many things. Look, there are people who love because of property. I hope you are hearing what I'm saying. Please be responding in that set. I hope you are hearing. Say it loud. Let me hear, hear. You that you are here, you are not talking. Yes, Love must be what? If you have questions, send it to. Be showing them the, let them from any center. Oh, okay. And we can also display it. So that's what I'm saying, that human love is bankrupt. That is, is indebted and does not have the capacity to pay the debt. That is the definition of what I mean by bankruptcy of love. And some of us are banking on that human love. We are so used to sense knowledge that we believe. See, let me, if I tell you the characteristics of love, especially agape love, you'll be touched. Because if agape love is at the base, at the foundation of this touch, which is family, relational, at the foundation of the filial, which is friendship, at the foundation of the erotic, erotic is the passionate sexual love. That you are always aroused. You know, you think you're just doing you somehow. <laughs> and instead of speaking in tongues, he's just doing you like Kelegunson. Go praise God. Like, yeah. Oh, I got a boy. That's the way he's doing you. Listen to me. That's the way he's doing Because emotion is funny. Emotion will always put you on emotion. So once he puts you on emotion, and it's always in the wrong direction. That is why self-control is there as a fruit of the love, unconditional, agape. Fruit of the spirit, called love, unconditional, self-control. The emotion is dragging you and dragging, because emotion will drag you. It's not that it's driving you alone. It's also dragging you. You will want to, dis you detach. That's why the Bible says flee from all youthful lusts. It's called self-control. Flee is part of self-control. I know this is not the kind of thing you like to hear, on Valentine night, praise God. Some of you have started lighting candles, 
Some of you, you are, you know, some people will be disvergent today. Sex is not a sign of true love. That's the truth. In fact, your eyes can open like Eve chop apple. <laughs> on 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 a Valentine night when you become disvergent. Or probably you have been disvergent before and God seal it up back and you still went to so be divergent, praise God. And then you are always disvergent, disvergent, disvergent. And this kind of night is not impossible. That some of you are seated and you are planning to go and spend night with someone. Repent. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I just quickly have to summarize that because I need to attend to some very cogent questions. Is touch correct? Is correct. Yes, it is correct. Love for your family, love for friendship, love for friendship. Is it correct? Is it biblical? It's biblical. It's all over in the scripture. So let me tell you something. If you look at Jonathan and David, that's a good example of friendship love. But you see that friendship love is based on covenant, unconditional, which is agape love. They love themselves as friends, and it's based on agape love. Even when Saul, the father of Jonathan, was fighting for Jonathan to, to retain the, the throne for Jonathan, Jonathan considered it to David. That's not, it's a destiny, partnership, covenanted, agape, unconditional love, all right? Also with that filial based on it. All throughout the scriptures, Joseph and Mary, they love themselves now. After the delivery of Jesus Christ, they went ahead. Jesus, Joseph took over. Do you understand? So, but then God introduced Agape to Joseph in order to keep Mary. And then he has always had erotic before. Do you get what I'm saying? It's just that this is a mystery now. He couldn't understand it. But God ministered Agape to him. Take Mary, your wife, to yourself. So you will always see every other kind of love based on Agape. That is why if you see self-love, what people call self-love, self-love, he said in the last day they will love lovers of themselves. What some people mean by that thing is selfish love. So when you put it on agape, you can't stand. So agape, unconditional, must be rooted in your heart. Then on top of that, it's very easy to do every other kind of love. You can't love your brother by yourself. You can't love the brethren by yourself. You can only do that by the agape that God has put into your spirit. All right, let's discuss erotic romantic love. Give me Sons of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 1. You hardly hear Sons of Solomon. You can be in church for 10 years and not hear a single verse from Sons of Solomon. I want to arouse the interest of singles in this place. They say, I should allow you to breathe. You are going to breathe, and I'm, I want to give you a free breath. Look at it. The Sons of Solomon, which is Solomon. And you know Solomon. How many wives? 700 wives? How many concubines? I think that maybe the diary of the booking of wedding is filled up. Maybe we'll have married the rest of the 300. So 1,000. So you know when he sacrificed 1,000 offering, bull? It looks like one is for one woman. Praise God. The thing looks like it's an adverse for him. The song of Solomon, yes, verse 2, quickly. Let him kiss me, oh Jesus, with the kisses of his mouth. Do you know this is in the Bible? For your love is better than wine. Now, if you are married in this place, if you are married and you are told me you are watching, kiss yourself 
with the kiss of the mouth. Glory to God. People are looking at their neighbor in this place. (laughs) Why are you looking at your neighbor in this place? If you are single, stay away from this verse. I'm just reading so that you can learn. Verse 3, quickly. Because of the fragrance of your good ointment. Now, those who are lovers, you must understand that there is, there is fragrance that you're probably, your spouse like. And that is the kind of fragrance, you see now, your name is anointment poured forth. Therefore, the virgins love you. Yes? So, listen. This is a woman speaking of. Hmm? She knows that her husband is so good that it's not only her. She knows there are other people that have interest outside. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't deny that, but you know how to protect your own. Draw me away. We will run after you. The king has brought me into his chamber. You know, this thing is allegory of Jesus and the brethren. But let's not, let's leave Jesus alone. We will be glad and rejoice with you. That's why he's using we. We will remember your love. Give me a message. Give me the message. The message, throughout these sons of Solomon. The message. Take me away with you. Let's run off together. Give me verse 2. Give me verse 2. The message. Kiss me full on the mouth. Full kiss. I want to ask you a question. How many of you have kissed before here? How many of you have kissed before? Open. You know when I do things like this, I will come for you on Sunday. Life and direct. How many of you have kissed before? What are you talking about? If it's corner side kiss or behind the scene kiss and all that. So with your years of experience, you know you have no kiss. Okay. Yes, for your love is better than wine. And you know one thing about wine. Wine can intoxicate. So when you say your love is better than wine, it means the intoxication of love is high. It's something that shocks you. Oh, inside me, Yahweh, inside me. When your love is there, you say, oh, ah, ah, oh, shock me. Your love will shock me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your love will shock me. Look at it. Verse 3. Heavier than your aromatic oils, the syllables of your name murmur like a meadow brook. No wonder everyone loves to say your name. You see that? Take me away with you. Let's run off together. An elopement with my king lover. We will celebrate. We will sing. We will make great music. Yes, for your love is better than vintage wine. You know what's called vintage wine? You know what's called vintage wine? All those ancients, the one they kept. Wine, 1952. 1902. 1805. The ones that great-great-grandfather cock and they kept. It's in your love. Ah! When you take a shot, you are gone. Somebody say, oh Jesus. oh, Jesus. That's how sweet love can be. Say, let's go off. Let's, let's, let's abandon everybody. Let's just be together alone. No wonder in the Old Testament, you know, once you marry like this, it's one year. Honeymoon. Honeymoon in, in the Bible is one year. We are not, yes, we are not biblically obedient when it comes to... Some people are not even doing honeymoon. From wedding like this, they just go straight to work. I know somebody who, came, who went to sign. Groom. He went to sign a paper for their company partners, and then the, the, the best man stood there till he came back. No, he went to sign paper. Ah, 
His foreign partners came and they said, uh, you, uh, is this is money. If they tell you that there's $1 million and you're on the altar, won't you say, Pastor Abeg, let's pause. <laughs> let's pause. <laughs> eh? Hold on. All the witnesses. Because everyone who attend wedding, you're a witness. So you're not just to eat the lawful. You are responsible to make sure that the wedding works, the marriage works. That's it. You are not just we are doing Asher B, we are taking your love. We are doing Sisabia, all those things. You don't understand. You see, Bible, let's do. Can we talk Bible, Bible stuff? If we are to talk Bible stuff, now serious matter. Take me away. Take me away. Oh, that's a message for my lover. Take me away. We will celebrate. We will sing. We will make great music. That sounds nice. Yes, you know the kind of music. This is not an embarrassing music. We make, you know, that's not my, 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 See, let me tell you something. We need Christians who sing love songs. We need Christians who sing, I don't want to say song. You know what I mean by that? You know, something that we, you can relax with, something. Every time, we are always in the spirit. And I know there's nothing wrong with being in the spirit because we have actually termed it whenever that somebody says, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Now, do you understand? Sometimes somebody needs to just come up with jacks. And you're just listening to jacks and you're cool. You're with your lover, sipping wine, you know, just somewhere. And you, are, you can see sunset, you can see moon rising. You understand? Into the night, you just cuddle, you just have fun. I can imagine it. White bed spread, nice pillow, you know, ocean side, ocean view, all those kind of things. Imagine good things. Glory to God. Say, God, I love you if you are single. Say, God, I love you if you are single. If you are married, just mention your partner's name. Glory to God. Everyone loves you, of course. And why not? Yes? Because he's a very responsible guy. Go to verse, um, go to verse 12. Ah, oh, no time. When my king lover lay down beside me, my fragrance filled the room. Why is it that it's when they lay down that the fragrance filled the room? Besides, let's not go into the mystery, yes? His head resting between, resting between my breasts. Don't act like you don't have breasts, you young lady. You are single, but we know. Somebody's head Somebody else that is correct will be resting in between your breasts soon. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's nothing. This is Bible. Do you know this is Bible? We are, we are holy. The head of my lover was a sachet water. No, sachet of sweet man. That's part of the frankincense, the uh, fragrance that was brought for Jesus. Yes? He says, my beloved is a... <laughs> Of wheat flour, white flowers picked up, picked just for me from the fields of. You, you don't have Engedi. You have field of. Uh, you have field of something. Now, 15. 15. You know, <laughs> there are different fields. Oh, my dear friend, you are so beautiful. You are eye, your eyes so beautiful, like those. This man responding, and you, my dear lover, this woman, you are so handsome, and the bed we share is like a forest reserve, forest glen. Praise God, a <laughs> forest reserve. You know, 
No need for a swim. That one is not tidy, amen. All kinds of animals, beasts. <laughs> it is for to play. Oh, God. But it looks more like the woman was even more romantic in this particular. But if you read it, it says, we enjoy a canopy of cedar. You see that? You can imagine, they are just somewhere, maybe in a, um, you know, um, I can picture row 12, senior staff quarters, OAU, because you have woods, you know, those trees, and then people live within them and all that. Fantastic. Give me the scripture. I'm not done. We enjoy a canopy. Oh, 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 let's leave it here so that we will not, some people will not be led astray. I hope your minds are still, hey, 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 come back here. Stop thinking what is not um, holy. Amen? Amen? So send your questions. God wants us to have a very happy life, wonderful marriage. It is the will of God. He funded it. He funded sex. He funded love. He funded romance. He, do you understand? He funded it. Devil just look for a way to get men into trouble and pervert it. Simple. All right? Premarital sex, extramarital sex is completely sinful. There is no two way about it. There are people who are probably pushing for polygamy. It is non-New Testamental. That's the situation. All right? And they are looking for proof for it. So, but then, um, that is it. Time is gone, but let me take some questions. And if we have life questions, we would like to take life questions. Number one, how, do, how to handle a situation? How do I handle a situation in a Christian home where the man is laid back, all right, when it comes to spiritual matters, praying, fasting, intercession, but it was not always so? Now, if the man was not always like that before you confirmed, I want to answer you, talk about it, and resolve to help each other. Number one is to discuss it. If you are the one doing the spiritual stuff, exercise, and the man is not responding, it's, I mean, it's, you know, um, it's laid back, it's not, you know, when it comes to fasting, prayer, intercession, it's not responding. And then sometimes it happens like that, that women seem to be more spiritual in a, in a Christian home, all right? Um, probably has always been like that, and you don't know, all right, that he just acted, tried to disguise. But then let's assume he's, he's not disguising, he loves God, but, um, you know, it happens just that, you know, he just had to now relax and all that. So talk about it and resolve to help each other. And now you can help each other is to be accountable to do things together. Number two is intercede for the man and cover for him till he wakes up or gets better. You have to cover for him because if his, his space as the covering over the home is vacant, devil can invade the home. So you have to cover. In fact, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, it says a spiritual woman who is married, who gets born again after he has, she has married an unbeliever, she is a cover for the home. So you get that now. So you have to cover in prayer and intercession and you intercede for him so that he can you know, wake up to his responsibility. At least for being a born-again believer, he must just wake up, not just as husband, all right? And you have to set a structure that mandates the two of you to do at least 45 minutes or one hour together in the word and spirit, where you pray in talks together, maybe 15 minutes or 30 minutes, 
and then you look into the Word of God together. And if church is organizing a meeting online, you are part of it together. All right, maybe a prayer and all that. That can jack the family up. Because please, let me tell you something. When you have a family, a marriage, you must protect it with, by all means. It's not, most of the time, it's not the fault of those intruders. It's devil that moves people to come and disrupt your marriage. So you have to guide against things. And it, it starts when you become so weak when it comes to spiritual things. All right, don't allow expectation that it looks like it's been delayed. All right, good things and all that things you expect and you're now relaxed and you are, it's becoming tiring and it's weakening you to affect you. I hope that is clear. So work on those things. Always talk things out. Structure, arrange a structure around it. Set an alarm. Pray together. Study together. Pray. To, just encourage each other and things will work out well. Number two. If one spouse, number two, if one spouse whose major love language is physical touch, and most time physical touch leads to other things, how then do you balance your love language and your spiritual life? Now, when he said physical touch leads to other things, it means that it leads to sex. And so when this person says that, how do you balance your love language and your spiritual life? Say, what he's saying, what the person says is that, how do you balance your sex life? and your sexual life and spiritual life. Let me first say something here. Your love language, your sexual life, your realization life, your vacation period, your heating time, dinner, breakfast, your going out and coming in, everything about you is your spiritual life. Your career, your music, your, your business, your going out, your coming in, your children, your parenting, everything about you is your spiritual life. Now, you are not trying to balance something with your spiritual life because everything is in your spiritual life. As a matter of fact, sex between a man and a woman is called, is, it can be referred to as intercourse, as fellowship. And God is not absent if it is marriage. Are you getting what I'm saying? If it is marriage, God is not absent. All right? So God is part of it. Don't see sex as... as, as um, as an unclean thing. That's the best way to put it. When it is in marriage. Outside marriage, the perversion of it makes it unclean. So in marriage, but I, I understand, you want to also be serious while you have good sex life. You also want to be serious when it comes to your spiritual exercises and all that. So what does that mean? Schedule it. Married people, listen. Singles, pretend like you are not hearing. Sometimes for married people, early morning sex can fire you up for the day. Deep. <laughs> Somebody in the studio said, mm. Oh, deep. Oh, torture. Singuni. Singuni, my boy. I'm going to list him. I'm going to enlist him as part of people that is searchable. Glory to God. So sometimes early in the morning. All right? Some people before they sleep. And before you sleep, if you just 10, 15 minutes or 20 minutes, just talk to God. And then from there, you can touch. So learn to touch God before you touch each other. <laughs> you understand? Since your love language is touch, touch God. We are here, oh Lord. We are here, Father. We are here for you. We are here, oh Jesus. We are here for you. We are here, Father. We are here. He might be in his heart. And that's his alala kulala tonight. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? It might be in our hearts. That, <laughs> I don't know really tonight, but we are here, oh Lord, we are here. Father, we are here for you. We are here, oh Lord. So after you do that, even though half you sense God, the half you is already departing to go to Hararari. But then, as you worship God 15, 20 minutes, then you start touching each other. It's acceptable. Both are sacrifices. And God inhabits the sacrifices of his people. Sex is not just a fellowship. It's higher. It's like a sacrifice. God is pleased with a married license of the problem is singles that don't have license that are doing it. That's why you see couples staying long with themselves. Singles that are not licensed is short, 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 what do they call it? Is it short hand? Short time. Short time. <laughs> they are looking like this because they are stealing it. <laughs> they are looking like this. Even the ones that are so professional about their own, they are in the hotel or they are in their own home, and they are home. if they are truly born again, something in their heart is telling them, ah, one angel is angry as we are here now. One angel is looking at us. God is not smiling. And that's why God says, don't open the door for it, flee. So, but you are married. So have a nice sex. Are you gonna, I don't, there are things I can't say in English. Hold your wife, you know. And then hold your husband, uh, manifest, praise God. Look at your neighbor, say, don't manifest yes if you are single. Don't manifest yes. uh -huh. In this context, don't manifest. If you are married, in fact, tonight, as I'm finishing this message, manifest. And I want every couple to report to me that tonight you manifested. Every couple in communion, please report to me directly. Directly. Singles, please. Stay away from it and don't even attempt to say you want to report. Report what? So that is it. Praise God. Aha. Uh -huh. So in, into the night, and then God communicates you, with you in the dream because the thing kills stress. If I tell you the benefit of sex, you will not know sex and sleep. There's a way they refresh you. Huh? Okay. Sex is more, the hormones are released for you to realign and be refreshed. For more information, contact your doctor. Praise God. So that is it. So touch God first and plan to schedule it. Hmm? A time of fellowship with, other, with each other in prayer and word, fasting and all that, and then also have a wonderful sexual life together. Schedule it. It's not a, I think for that couple, it's every now and then. You know, every now and then, anywhere. It looks like they glass see something. Praise God. <laughs> Why is it that it's singles that are responding more than the married like this? You know, you know in marriage, eh, it's not it's not bedroom that is meant for sex alone. No. In marriage. Oh. Uh, not bedroom. Oh. It's wherever the thing holds you. Yes. <laughs> It's wherever the thing is, it's in the room, kitchen, toilet, anywhere. Eh? So please fulfill the will of God. Amen? Amen. Number three, what do you do if you were intimate with someone 
that you both give your life to Christ, but it is hard to now resist each other, and you keep this very sincere, and you keep going back to fornicate because you, you both can't hold it, but you really want to walk in the ways of the Lord. The problem, I will give you two or three solutions. Number one is separation. Number two is accountability. Number three is prayer and confession. So let me start with prayer and confession. If you have truly repented, eh? if you have truly repented, pray to God. Hear God concerning it. It's not that you are hearing God, whether it's the will of God for you to continue to sleep with yourself. No. Bible has already told you that that's not the will of God. You are hearing God now so that you can be empowered and be freed from that addiction and bondage. Because that's a bondage already. All right? It started before you give your life to Christ. Both of you are now in Christ now. But you know what the funniest thing is that it's not impossible that both of you can still end up getting married. Both of you can still end up getting married. I know couples like that. They are not even missionaries. All right? So, but then you have to separate from each other. And I will discuss that last. Number one is confess and pray. When you confess, when you pray, when you repent, truly repent, confess, pray, and confess. That's what I want to say. Confess, pray, and confess. Confess to God. Truly repent. Then pray that God should help you. God will speak to you. Whatever God tells you, probably gives you a scripture and all that, now begins to declare it. Because once you are declaring, we will go into your heart, your spirit, and into your mind. It will go and re-engineer your thoughts and your, renovate your mind. When you confess it, what you confess about, you think about it. Lord, I have received strength to live a righteous life. And the righteousness of God, Christ Jesus, have received strength to live a righteous life. I am free from addiction. I've overcome these sexual issues. As you are declaring, I am holy as you are holy. I receive strength to flee all youthful lust. Maybe four or five lines. And you are confessing it, it enters. The Bible says a man's belly is satisfied by the fruit of his lips. So you can re-engineer your mind. That's number two. Then number three is separation. Please, separation is in about three ways. Number one, you separate physically. You don't see yourself. It's because let me tell you something. Physical contact can always spike. Do you understand? That emotion. So you separate. How, ah, Pastor, what of you who attend the same church and blah, blah, blah? See, if the church is small eh, and it's two services, the two of you should agree. I come to first, you come to second. And you don't talk. Once you have agreed, you don't further talk. So, do you understand? It's like that. When there's combined service, after service, you go your way. Especially if it's a big set. Somebody has asked me that before. If it's a big church, easy. You might not see yourself. Uh -huh. But let me tell you something. Separation physically. Number two, separation mentally. That mental separation means that you don't go back into what has connected the two of you together. If you have chats, delete it. If you have pictures, delete it. If you have, do you understand? Things that have created memories in your heart, try to destroy the things that can take you back to that memory. Number three kinds of separation is that you cut off communication. Communication eh, is the engine of blood of relationship that causes to run. There's no need for good evening. The evening is always good. Because when you communicate, in, you are in touch communication-wise, you are in touch physically, 
and you are in touch mentally, there's no way you will not come back and start. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to disconnect. And see, when you disconnect, you separate like that, and you become accountable. Why I say accountable is in some cases you can handle it. But if you find out you cannot, you can now be accountable to the pastor of your center. To me, if you, are, you happen to be in headquarters, you can be accountable to me or to the pastor of your center. Now, before I used to say be accountable to people that you spiritually, uh, you understand, and all that, and all that, and all that. Let me first primarily say the pastors. If the pastors are now not available, eh? uh-huh. you cannot look for somebody that you know, that you know, that you know is discreet. And sometimes people appear that they are discreet, they are not. So be careful. In fact, if you come to meet me, I can know somebody who is discreet that can say, go and talk to this person. All right? Or the center pastor of where you are. I hope that is clear. Aha. Accountability. But this accountability thing eh, is when you have practiced confess, pray, and confess, and then you have practiced separation in those three dimensions, and it's still repeating itself, then you can become accountable. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even pastors are loose with information. When I say pastors are loose, I'm not just talking about communion. I'm talking about body of Christ. Pastors are loose with it. And now you know is that they discuss about other people with you. So when people talk about other people to you, you should know that that person will talk about you to others. Number four, they said teaching your spouse your love language or showing it to them helps them understand how to reciprocate. What do you do if you have done the above, but no attempt to do better from your spouse, even after telling them the importance or after telling him or her the importance? You see, what you do now is that you actually have to seek counselors. Let me admit to you. Your partner or your spouse might need therapy. Let me tell you something. If counselors attend to your spouse and it's not better, you can transfer the case to a therapist. Your, your partner might be suffering from a trauma. You know, is it PTSD they call it or PSTD? Post-traumatic stress disorder. Your, your partner might... Probably he might have been wounded or she might have been shown or molested or something, something that they are trying to actually show that love, to express that which is your love language. Let me tell you something. How to truly express love is how the other person wants to be loved, not how you think the person should be loved. People make that mistake in marriage. And even when they are in a relationship, people make that mistake. You have to find out how does this person want to be loved? Do you get that? So if you find out how they want, because you can be, you know, showering gifts, and the person is wondering that what's this? Maybe it's the last on the, on the key of their love language, the last. Whereas what they want is a word of affirmation. That you are brilliant. I don't know. I mean, you are so brilliant. Few of you are brilliant like this in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, I like what I saw always say. Men like to lie because women are given to words. They want to hear nice things. Easily engineered by words. 
But men, tell men, all kinds of things. They're just looking at you. But appearance. And so women like to do makeup. So by the time they make up, they too, they have packaged their lies. Do you understand? They've packaged it. I remember our grandfathers or our papas, they will tell you that go and visit her very early in the morning before she bathes. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Go and visit her. They will tell you, this is the technology they know about them. They say, check the stature of the mother. Especially if she's the first daughter or so, or second daughter. Or check the stature of the father, because there are some first daughter that takes the stature of the You know, whichever the case. So, but then, please be led. Because some people might appear like they will be big, and they might not be big. And some people will appear like this. I know people in the history of this church that they were like this. Now they have handed with, and they are not yet married. So that means that it's going to be an additional, or maybe it might be a mystery when they get married and they will slim down. I know that there's something that you like, and God is not going to deny you what God has wired you with. But at the same time, what God has wired you with can blow in your hand when you get it. Uh-huh. And people tend to relax when they get married. Please, if you are married and you are relaxing, and your spouse wants you to keep it or want you to help yourself do things together, no matter how painful or how inconvenient it may be. Because you might be damaging that other partner because he's not saying what he's supposed to say. Don't say, I'm not married. Eh, kine, eh, kasin kantio sele. Ah, me wa sele Ten things will happen. Don't say there's nothing that will happen. Uh-huh. Translator, please put it in the subtitle. Praise God. Aha. Uh-huh. So see counselors or see pastor for further encouragement. And you can also pray for him, all right, for recovery. Discuss it again and again. Don't be tired of talking about it, but don't nag um, by pushing it. When you are pushing it, don't nag about it. Discuss it with love. You continue to express his own love language to him or our own love language to her. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. then try to know what is going on in their mind because at that time they might be prayed. Especially men don't really like to talk about issues because they believe they can face it alone. Men, please listen to me. Don't be facing things alone when you have a wife. All right? Share thoughts. They can pray with you. They also have a lot of intelligent um, thoughts to contribute. Why should, you, why should you marry somebody that cannot contribute to the advancement of your life in the first place? I mean, why? Eh? So, uh, that is it. Number five. Number five. How do I get over someone completely? I had gotten over this guy, but the last few days I have been thinking about him and what we could have and how the situation could have been different if we had done things differently. I want to believe probably they were dating before and they broke up and then she is not getting over or he is not getting over because I think the word guy can be male or female. But I think if it's a male that is writing, he will have used lady or girl. So let's suspect or assume that this is written by a lady. Now, if you're a lady, you know, you, once you, you don't know that men don't 
put all their eggs in one basket. You see, I've always said this. Listen to me. When a man is disturbing you, disturbing you, disturbing you, the love is like 40% or 20%. He just likes you. He still needs more proof from you to propose. That's why some people propose. By the way, proposal is not in the Bible. There are so many things we do that are not in the Bible. Proposal is not in the Bible. But it's the Western world arrangement. But if you are going to propose, there's nothing wrong. Uh-huh. Proposal is not even there, let alone kneeling down and be sending ring. You understand? Or maybe in the public, all those things. Don't be under prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is not necessary. It's not by Blicker. So I know some people are not happy right now. But if you want to, if you want that, there's nothing wrong. Okay? So now, I want to say this. If you, if you, a, a woman love, if a man pursues a woman, you know, the way of a man with a maid is called the mystery of the fourth thing in the book of Proverbs. The way of a man with a maid. So if a woman pursues, just likes the girl, all around the girl, Louis calling and all that, the love is like 20-30%. When you now say yes to the guy, that you have agreed that you guys should start dating or... See, by the way, dating is not in the Bible. See, let me tell you something. There are things we have introduced that are not wrong. Friendship, dating, engagement, marriage. Is that not? Friendship, acquaintance, friendship, dating, engagement, marriage. Abby, Joyce, should I tell you what is in the Bible? Engagement, marriage. That's what the Bible says they were betrothed. Joseph and Mary were betrothed. You will see the Bible was silenced on a number of things because different kind of culture will go different way about things. In some cultures, they will bring their wife from nowhere to come and meet a man from nowhere. They never met themselves and they will marry. Didn't they do that to Isaac? They went to get wife. It wasn't Isaac that chose now. They went to get wife. And Isaac was meditating in the field, met the woman, and they married. Haven't you heard of marriage, marriages like that? I, I remember a woman that said, Emil, say, uh, when they brought the man, when they brought her to the man, and the woman looked at the man and said, FVD. The woman said, ah. Mm, say, uh, that's what the woman was saying. That is, I won't do. But eventually, the woman had a child. They persuaded her. They did whatever. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I think they eventually separated and probably divorced or whatever. But then, he used to walk in some cultures, and it was in the Bible. But there was no record that they brought Mary for Joseph, because Joseph will have called the person, will have been thinking about the person that brought Mary. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, I was thinking himself, by himself, that he was going to part with her. So which means is by himself, he found the babe. And let me say this here. No pastor should connect anybody to anybody. You don't carry, you, listen, you know, because before you know it, I say a hey, church is controlling. There has never been anything like that in this place. I have never told anybody, marry this person. I have never told this, uh, marry this girl. Girl, marry this guy. The only thing is, if a guy is pursuing you, I can be showing you, I can be, if you have doubts and you speak to me, I can tell you what I know about the guy, which can solidify, solidify your decision. But I will still put it there, pray. You know your decision is yours because the experience will be solely Yes. Aha. So the only revelation I have about your relationship or marriage or marital life as you are starting is that your wedding should not be more than 40 minutes. 
And but pastor, you should have seen it. And pastor, you know, the word of knowledge, a word from knowledge, prophetic. Look, there's no, you are the, go and press your button right in the spirit. And know who you are going to get along with. These things are very important. And we don't have all the time, you know. So I am saying to you now, what you can do in this case, the guy might have moved on. Maybe the guy is already processing somebody else. So when a guy is having a 30% kind of level of love, 30% kind of love, and you say yes, you, you say yes with 60%. You are now, when you relate together, the guy is still watching. That's what you don't know. All the dating period, the guy is still watching. He's looking for red flags. For you, you have gone to 60% because you are more emotional than the guy. Do you understand? As you are rising to 70 to 80, the guy is just moving from 30 to 35. The rate at which you are even diving into the love is, is faster than the rate at which the guy is moving. The guy moved from 30 to 35. You move from 60 to 70. From 70 to 80. From 35 to 40. That is why sometimes you are saying he has not proposed. Because in your own mind, you are married. <laughs> in the mind of the guy, I, I, I'm expecting one five million. I need to put this in place. You are just like uh, one third of everything that is happening to the guy. Whereas the guy is like uh, 90% of what is happening in your own heart. That's where the problem is. And so when there is a break, a breakup, the lady is still suffering more. And that's why we tell ladies that while you are dating, if you are giving your body for a sexual player, ah, you, you have... You have reached 120%. It's now worst. Three things are very powerful in the relationship. Worst that you exchange. I love you. I love you too. Very powerful. Don't be casual about it. The words are covenanted words. Spirit in the spirit realm, they seal it. So when you break up, you are going to undo all those things that you have said. You that you're a master in breaking up. You know how many things you have to undo. That is powerful. Number two, don't try this. Sex. Once you have sex, you are not only covenanted in the spirit, you are covenanted in the flesh. Your mind, you understand, is a seal. Do you get what I'm saying? The third one is if you go and make a vow, or you say, Eti, you, before they join you together, you're already doing all this. Some people go and do blood covenant. What kind of love is shocking you? Like when you are not weary, praise God. When you are not mad, what kind of things is that? Eh? The other person can even die. So what are you talking about? Eh? Did you see in the scripture that the Bible says that when you are now going to the death do God's part, is it no words that you exchange as vow? Why are you not exchanging blood? When you are putting it together, maybe the person is even HIV positive or yes, uh, and you are exchanging blood, you are mixing it together, you say, yeah, my blood is yours, all these things. You are, you are a cultist. <laughs> I caught this nonsense. So in this case, I'm not saying this person has gone that far. You have to undo the things that still makes you to think, else you become so subjective. If you, one way or the other, route it in a way for the guy to come back, you can be a slave in the relationship. Let me tell you something about, it's a law in relationship. Individuals must be, must, as they come together in holy matrimony, they must, you must still 
you must still maintain your individuality. What I mean by maintaining your individuality is that your personality and the other personality, the uniqueness of it, you don't try and become something else that you're not supposed to be because of marriage. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. The other person who has been acting like a bold lady, you know, career, righteous, outspoken, blah, 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 he said, because of marriage, if you speak now, in laws we say, if you push him now, do you understand? If I go and buy land now, they say I'm too forward. If I, do you understand? Because of that, your destiny is now perishing. Marriage. Doesn't make sense. So that's why you marry whoever will boost your life and destiny. Bring out the best. Refine and polish you to be better outspoken. Do you get what I'm saying? To be a better career woman, a better career man. Do you understand what I'm saying? A better ministry man. The marriage is meant to bring the best out of you, the best of you out of you, not to enslave you. You see that? And so when you are trying to reason it, eh, maybe we could have done better like this. It's not impossible it could be like that, but leave it in the heart of God. It's better for a man to come back to start disturbing you than for you. So be, do you get what I'm saying? And don't be under the pressure that women are not getting married. Now lie. Women are getting married. Hmm? And it shall soon be your turn. Can, you, can I hear amen? So that is it. If you need further counseling, you can see me or see the pastor of your center. Yes? Number six. How do I navigate the talking stage? What do you call talking stage? When did you start talking stage? You people eh? You will not kill Holy Spirit. <laughs> How do I navigate it? So do they mean friendship stage? That's talking stage. Talking stage is it's not just friendship, Abby. You both know that there's something. It's not Okay. Okay, somebody here, um, please, somebody, I can't hear your own voice, but somebody here is saying that the girl knows that the boy likes him, and the boy also knows that the girl likes him. They're just forming hard, they're just forming hard what? They're forming hard girl, hard boy or something. I don't really too like her, most how they see. Breakfast, shawarma, pizza, anything if you come up. What's your own input? Talking stage is that point where you are calling from money tonight. I'll call you back. I'll call you back. I want to close the fridge. Okay. Oh, wait. Somebody is calling me. I'll call you back. Don't hang up. Uh, oh, okay. I'm about... I'm watching movie. What am I? Somebody say you're suffered. Yeah. <laughs> you see, some of you, you are wasting your precious time. You are wasting your precious time. You are wasting your precious time. Eh? Wait, I want to close the fridge. Some of you, you talk, talk, talk. You burnt your food. You talk, talk, talk. You almost killed yourself. How do I navigate the talking stage? What are the things? What are things we are supposed to be talking about? Ah, you're asking the wrong person. Ask. <laughs> as a girl, ask the Holy Spirit. Oh. As a girl, how much is doing too much? 
What am I supposed to do? How should I let him know I like him too? Okay, so that means, that means the guy already likes you and you are talking. So now, that means she likes the girl. You like him. But you have not just said yes. And you guys are talking. And in this kind of situation, you can get somebody who is better than your switch because you have not made a commitment. Uh, you, mm. you know, there's a way people hold one and they are using that one they are holding to search for another. Even in relationship, some people have said yes and they are still holding that relationship to search for another one. Now, somebody is saying, Obering women, women. It's not about women because before you know it now, you start hashtag fair women. Hashtag suspect men. I can start that hashtag, praise God. So, but then let's talk to this young lady. Now, as a Christian, just know that you have to pray. If somebody shows likeness and is trying to get your attention, don't give him your attention first. Talk to God. If there is a witness in your spirit that you should get along, you can get along. And even in getting along, don't get along in such a way that somebody now dominates all your life with communications and talk and talk and talk. When you talk too much, you will break up. When you don't talk the things you are supposed to actually discuss, I'm not saying it should be official about everything. It should be informal. At the same time, it should be formal. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let's assume now a student who is talking, talking with someone. All right? And the person is not teaching you your notes, your courses, your whatever. So you are going to fail. And after you have failed, you can now break up. See, let me tell you, I have different kind of experience. I've been pastor for, for years now. So I have seen all kinds of things. There's a lady that should be working in Chevron. He was taking in Chevron. The guy that wanted to marry him, Maria, said no. Chevron gave her two years. The guy that wanted to marry her said, no, I want somebody that will be doing nine to five or nine to four, like a teacher, like whatever. And the lady was brilliant. You know what? The guy is a medical doctor, and the lady loved the guy. The two years that Chevron gave her elapsed. After that, the guy broke up with her. Lives can be so painful. Please, please, don't even make yourself too available. Don't make yourself too available. Because the more you are available, the cheaper it looks. I'm not saying you shouldn't be available at all. The more you are available, the cheaper it Look at the examples they are giving me here in the studio. They say, call me back. I want to close the fridge. Oh, don't hang up. Uh, my daddy is calling me. And uh, all those kind of, what kind of things is that? How are you doing? How has been your day? What are the challenges you have today? Because you have something to offer. So what's your plan for the rest of the week? Do you get what I'm saying? So concerning that book, have you read it? Have you started? Me, I'm done with chapter two. What about you? There are better things to talk about. There are better things to talk about. See, don't, and there are people who have issues. There are people who have issues. For example, before you say yes, you can even ask about some basic medical stuff like genotype. You can talk about things. You can talk about where, do you, where are you based? Where would you like to be? Do you understand? Do you have savings? Who is your dad? Do you understand? You are from which village? Eh? Sometimes why do you look like this? You'll be looking like this. What happened? Did you, did you have an accident in the past? 
What's, what's your record? Do you understand? You're asking basic, important questions. I'm having challenges with my... You can even throw up a challenge. You say, I'm having challenges with this and all that. What's your thought about it? To know whether it's a man that will be problem solver. Do you get what I'm saying? Create a sacrificial route. And tell the person that, ah, I'm having challenges receiving this password and blah, blah. Should I wire it to you? Will you be able to bring it to me? Do you get what I'm saying? And just test to see. Please, some of these things we are teaching ourselves... As we teach ourselves, we are teaching ourselves intelligence. Sit down, brainstorm on the basic, very important thing. Look at the things I've said without thinking. If I sit down, I can write a book on what you should be discussing before you say yes. When you're in your talking stage. <laughs> that thing you call talking stage, I want to believe is friendship. I want to believe is friendship. Because in friendship, somebody can also show that he likes the other person. And the other person has not agreed. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, but then you are getting along and you are asking basic questions that can help you to make the right decisions. Are we getting blessed? Yes, sir. Next one. Some guys have asked me how. Some guys have asked me how. You are hot cake. That's good. But I do not like them. Oh. That's fantastic. Why am I not attracting, attracted why am I not attracting the guys I want? And sometimes it feels like I am using my friend's boyfriend as standard, which is why I keep saying no to the ones that ask. Okay, that means you like your girl's boyfriend. This is a catastrophic matter. You might be liking your, girl, your girl's boyfriend. This is a calamitous... <laughs> It's a state of pisma, pisma, igiaga. Praise the Lord. Now, you know, I remember a song. If your boo get a boo, peru, peru. I don't know the song. I don't know who sang it. I don't know it very well. But I remember if your boo get a boo. So, I don't know whether that's homosexual or something. But he's saying that somebody you trust also has somebody else. How is it normal? They are saying normal in this place. Normal is an experience something. Please, I think we have to do it in such a way that we'll do interactive on Sunday. We'll give mics to some people to actually... No, if people share their experiences, some people will learn. Some people will learn. Some people will learn. Please, as a lady, you are a believer. Don't get in a relationship with someone that you do not fully like. That you still have at the back of your mind. That if you see somebody better, you will switch. You are a, you are an arm robber. You are an arm robber. You are a bandit. <laughs> you are a confirmed relationship bandit. What's the meaning of that? If you are a lady and you are doing that, go and check your lineage. It might be something you inherited by blood. That's banditry. And if you're a guy, you are doing that, be delivered from the cause of your family lineage. As a believer, your yes must be yes and your no must be no. I don't believe in not really. 
And you ask somebody and say, not really. What's not really? Not really is, is a scam. It's is, um, is is an indecisive attitude or response. It's an indecisive uh, response. You can say no, but in case. Yes, but, or yes, in case, but not really. It's like you're standing on the fence. Now, now, this particular matter, if it looks like you are using your friend's boyfriend as a standard, then you have to get rid, you have to stay away from your friend and her boyfriend. You have to stay away. You have to stay away. Maybe the guy has painted a picture in your heart of ideal relationship. The guy can be nice, can be, you know, this lover boy, and blah, blah, and that's what you think. Or maybe he dresses in a way, and then appear and talk in a way, half time, some kinds of time, blah, 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 has beds, and the ones that come to you, they don't have beds. All right? They are not hairy. They are like uh, Jacob, not Esau. And if you go after Esau, you know the, your, your, the end of your destiny and your life, because Esau is hairy. You know, some of us are not hairy like this. Jacob, I don't carry the. It's not by beards. Are you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I console you with Father Abraham's beards and uh, Moses' beards. Praise God. Uh-huh. So now let's leave that. So, but the truth is, don't use anybody as a standard. Talk to God, relate with God, know what you want. Because it looks like you don't even know what you want here. Do you get? It's not because you have a standard. Know what you want. What kind of guy do you want? Number one, God-fearing, all right? God-loving, because that is, that is fundamental, that is foundational. And I tell girls this, listen to me. If you deliberately, if you want to test whether a guy loves God, put the, your care, eh? push it to him at a time that is supposed to be with God's people and tell him to choose between your own care and God's people and see his response. Some of you don't, you don't like the truth. The truth is, if he goes out of his way to avoid God's gathering and come for you, he will go out of your way and go for somebody else. That's a dishonor to God who should be greater in his heart than you. All that is clear. God first. Can I hear God first? Uh So some guys, you know, Pray, because time is ticking. If you, a time comes when guys don't come like this again. Now they are coming. Pray as early as possible to make your decision. It's, it's no problem if you have not, if you don't really, because at a stage, some ladies, because even your period is not, it's not, the cycle of your period is not stable. So it means that your taste can't be stable. So you yourself, Listen, you yourself should calm down. Eh? So when you have matured to a level, then you know that you have a stable state. Now, um, taste. When you have a stable state, uh, taste, when you are in part one, part two, there's a kind of guy you like. You get to part four, you realize that's changed. You are now serving. You meet all kinds of, ah, you know. You get to your office place. Do you understand? Let me give you an example. If you made a first class, and you get to be start, you start working in um, all, and, all and gas um, stuff. And you have dated somebody who struggled to get out with two, two, two. And the person couldn't get 
that kind of job, and the person probably struggling somewhere, you are collecting six zeros, the person earning less than maybe just like 200,000 and all, you will break up if you are still in a relationship. If you are not married, even if you are married, there will be a shaking. Except if you try to push the guy, which is the normal thing, laying down your life for the guy to come up so that he can meet the standard. That is the truth. That is the true love. Except for that. So certain times you make some decisions too early. Grow up first. And have a continual, stable taste. Do you get what I'm saying? Mature. 22, 23, 24, 25. Mature. Even a man needs to mature because... Sometimes you think the lady is a kind of, you have an idea. So the first idea a man can have in his heart is his mom. Especially if your mom is a responsible mom. You can't use your mom as a final. If I use my mom as a standard, I won't marry at all. I know what I'm, I'm not saying there are no better ladies than my mom, but I might have to get to search to Kutu Wenji before. Do you get what I'm saying? But I'm telling you blunt truths. Every one of us is like that. Eh? Why somebody is choleric and she will never argue with her husband? Choleric. Strong-willed. So, you know, even when they argue on a, you know, shorts, whatever, and then you, they are happy. So, you know, you don't, and I'm not under obligation to say that one woman is, uh, uh, is a liability. Till now, almost 70, she's not a liability. She's raising funds for people. So, what's, what's going to be your input? Ah, madam, calm down. You get. So, I'm not under any special obligation that one woman is always like, no. So, I'm not saying girls are liability. No, but I'm saying that you can't use your own mother's standard. So, that, if that is your first distinct, you have to know that their generation is even different. Number two, interact with your own generation. The kind of the person that God wants you to have is within that generation. You will not go and marry your grandmother. So settle with your generation. Pray and let God lead you. And don't have unrealistic standard. I hope that is clear. Uh -huh. Let me do one or two more. How is their response? Eh? Maybe they can go. They have to go. If you are in a dilemma... Dilemma of having feelings for someone in your unit in church, but you know, dilemma <laughs> then. You know that thing, eh? It's a shocking something. But you know, it possibly can affect the unit if things go wrong in that situation. And you are not even sure if the person likes you. Ah, is it advisable to let go of the feelings or pursue regardless? I think this is a girl. Asking this question. And the, I think the person is liking is the head of the unit. Right? Having feelings for someone. No, he said having feelings for someone in your unit, in church. But you know it possibly can affect the unit if things go wrong in that situation. And you are not even sure if the person likes you. Is it advisable to let, maybe the person is the head. Or, or both of them are strategic in the unit. Is either their head and assistant, or both of them, both of them are strategic. Both of them are strategic in the unit. Praise God. But this is what I come This is what I, I this is one of the things that I where do you want to marry before? Is it in another unit do you want to marry? No, it's your within your sphere of influence. 
within your fields. The only problem with this now is she does not know whether the other person likes her. If it's a man now, it's a different ball game. You can start friendship, you can get closer. You have been relating with people before. Relate more closely with her. Ask some basic questions. Give a little bit of attention. She will be suspicious too. It's, 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 it's easy. How to get people's attention is just show little care. Eh? Just be there. Eh? It's, it's easy. I can teach you some of this, the heart of, not seduction now, eh? the heart of, uh, so you get. Uh, don't be in a dilemma, actually. Because what you to have used the word dilemma, it means that the, the feeling is becoming strong. Talk to your center pastor. That can help you. Talk to your center pastor. Let me see. I have different stories. A guy was pursuing a lady. I cannot forget that story in my life. He was pursuing a lady. I know the lady is too advanced for the guy. Yes, will, the lady will frustrate the life of that guy. I did not get involved. But God so good, he couldn't be successful. All right? So, um, I just... This other lady, it's close to like two, three ladies. This other lady, I just saw, I said, how far? I said, how far with your relationship? She said, good. I mean, I'm trying to restrict people from asking those kind of center pastors mainly. Pastor of a center mainly should have that. Is they are the ones that have the prerogative, the discretion to be asking those. Henceforth, nobody else permitted to do that. Because I found out that. Some people feel like they are being controlled. Some people feel like yeah, there are people that just want to invade their personal private life. It's not necessary. Let's leave people alone. All right? Whether you are a leader in the center or you are wherever, the center pastor has the prerogative and discretion. Don't say because somebody is close to you, it's not allowed again. All right? Aha. I will read Riot Art about this relationship stuff on Sunday. So... Um, where was I before I delved into that? I said, talk to your center pastor. Yes, talk to your center pastor because you might need help. So I spoke to this other lady. I said, ah, so who do you like? Now mention that guy that was pursuing somebody else. I, I, said, eh, I said, okay, are you praying? I said, okay, be praying. I didn't do like I was going to talk to the guy, to the lady I just left. And sometimes I can talk to somebody like that. Two weeks, I'm not doing anything. So me, myself, I'm, I'm just cool. Just praying because I'm not Holy Spirit. I'm not Holy Spirit. So, and that's why I believe pastors should know. You shouldn't also, even if you're a center pastor, you shouldn't be acting like you're Holy Spirit. You don't tell people, this is the person to marry, this is not the person. Uh-huh. People must take decisions by themselves. That's what it means to be spiritually mature. Eh? So we should stop t- treating people like babies. People should know God by themselves and take that decision. Pastors are meant to guide, not to, to choose for people. Even God doesn't choose for people. He just shows you how to go about things. And then you choose by yourself. <clears throat> so now, this is it. I spoke to the guy later. I just mentioned, I said, how far? He said, ah, your relationship stopped. I said, nah, no, that is, I said, yeah, you're going to, ah. Okay, what about, have you thought about this person? Have you thought about this person? Do you, who other, which other ladies you are close to? He said, this person, this person. I said, have you thought about them? Go and think about any other one now. That's what I said, not specifically. And the guy, it's like the guy's eyes was open. And he went to pray, 
And out of the other two ladies, just the same that lady that, and then, as they say, the rest is a, it's a good history, not just history. Hmm? Before you know it, you've turned into history, international relations. So that is it. Talk to your center pastor. He can help you eradicate the dilemma. Just have a normal feeling. And then he will guide you on how to go about things. The guy might not even be thinking about you at all. I think once you know the guy is not even thinking about you at all. You know, it's only God that is mindful of you. You must settle that. Uh -huh. Once you know that, that can even kill that thing in you. And if it means that it's better you move to another unit, your pastor will know how to help you. And your pastor will never backstab you. I don't have such pastors like that. All right? And they know that I don't operate like that. Okay? There are people that have been in situationship, all kinds of uh, whatever is between me and them to heaven. It's not, it's not even things that I discuss with my wife or I, I, I call a, a, I don't do that with personal people's life, with people's personal life. It's, it's unethical. All right? So that's why I'm trusting this kind of thing to your pastor. You can't assess me directly, but you should be able to talk to your pastor. Can I do one more? Before I close, still a student, but growing up with things I have seen and heard. Though I have never been in, in a relationship, I just have this mindset of not going into a relationship ever. The way I am now, this is a sincere, correct question. All the questions have been correct, but this one, this sincerity. The way I am now, I don't plan to get married. I have tried to fix myself, but I can't, I can't, because I can't take too much pain. I will rather stay alone than be broken by another human created by God. Let me tell you, let me first tell you something. The fact that you utter this shows that you need help. I want to be sincere with you. What you said is not out of point. It's a sincere question. And, you, and I'm glad you said because of the things that you have heard and the things that you have seen growing up. You know, when you have experience with Holy Ghost, you will see and you will hear. Do you get? And when you have experience with dirty ghosts, you will see and you will hear. But both, please, they, they produce different results in your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, it looks more like we should be teaching more people. So it means probably you are traumatized or you are depressed or you're already having issues in your mind concerning the experience of your parents' marriage or your neighbor's marriage or your siblings' marriages. Do you get what I'm saying? And all the things that you have been seeing and hearing. Now, you have to first help yourself. First cut off what you have been hearing. Cut off. Don't continue to feed what you have heard. Don't continue to feed by hearing what you have heard. Don't continue to feed what you have seen by seeing. If there are negative things, don't see it. If there are negative things, don't hear it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, if you cut that off, for example, stop following bloggers who, is always, who are always saying, rubbish about marriage. There is the marriage that breaks the report. They don't report good things at all. And you know news, if it's not smelling, it cannot sell. 
So take note of this information now and stop feeding yourself with junk and poisons. Your health, you begin to have healthy recovery when you first block that. Then number two, because there are some experiences that might be closer to you, maybe your parents and your, that you cannot but be hearing about. So what you now do is that you have to face God and start praying for, I will advise you to see counselors and see your center pastor. There are people that have said this before, they now eventually get married and they enjoy their marriage. Are you getting what I'm saying? Marriage is wonderful. Don't let anyone, because of the poison in their heart, bitterness of heart, offenses, also extend it to you. You are fresh. You have never dated anybody before. I want you to believe probably you are even a virgin. Regardless of what has happened, don't let anybody poison your mind. Extend those. It looks like they are already poisoning your mind already. So you need to be recovered. Talk to your center pastor. Talk to me if you can find me. And that can help you. There are wonderful marriages. It might shock you that even in the United States, 50 years old marriages, 55 years old marriages, and they've known each other since they were young. I know what I'm talking about. In this country, wonderful marriages. In fact, there are some marriages that is, they, are, they, were un, they, are, they were unbelievable when they got married. It's later, later, later they got married. After they got married, they got to know God. Do you get? So stop feeding yourself with poison and try to recover from the poison that you have. So how do you recover? You now start reading God's word, praying, reading about good marriages, sharing about good marriages. There are good marriages in our church, all right? See those ones. Don't, don't be having a prejudice in your mind. Or all marriages will go through different phases. They will go through challenges. But you see, the beautiful thing about those marriages is that each phase, once they can overcome it, they always get better. Once they overcome each phase that comes with challenges, they get better, they get better, they get better. They get to a point where there's no more challenge. And you get what I'm saying? There are couples that they've learned to cope and to manage each other. Because they look at it that the way this guy is, it might not, it's not something that is too bogus. It might be that he's snoring. So you have to arrange for the lowering of the volume of the snoring. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not, you know, you get what I'm saying. Not that you can eradicate it. Do you get? Aha. Maybe somebody, you know, suddenly find out that this one has body odor. You arrange for things that can solve it. Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. Uh -huh. So that is it. Or somebody became fat after the other side, and then you bring about things that can help the person's, you know, shape and all that. So they always walk through different faces. But I'm not talking about somebody cheating or somebody doing this, somebody, uh -huh. even at that, if that happened, there is also a solution. Because if I should teach you what the Bible says, the Bible didn't say that you should break up because of adultery. Although Jesus Christ said things along that line, but you see, in a deeper manner, in a deeper manner, if you sin against God, does God divorce you? And he says the love is like that of Christ. The way a man should love his wife is like the way Christ loved the church. Since you have been, you know, fornicating spiritually against Christ, cheating on Christ, did Christ divorce you? Uh, so why should men, any little thing, uh, whatever men, women do, they say fair women, as they fair women, if, if a woman cheats now, as if men don't cheat, and if men cheat now, say not them, not them, not men has come. Do you understand? 
Whereas the women are saying men has come. They are also scammers. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's all goes, you know, it's both ways. Let's not judge one gender and, put, and, and try to, you know, justify another gender for what? So, but please, I am telling you, no matter what happened in marriage, there's a solution. I believe the only thing that you can see and I'm talking not just from revelation, I'm talking also from things I've experienced, you know, all around me, that the only thing that can happen in a marriage that will not require, that will not entertain solution is if the other party is unwilling. That's all. If the other party is unwilling, that's all. If somebody is not conceiving, they are being difficult for baby, say, because I'm, I'm parting with you. If the two of them agree together, even after 20 years, baby can still come. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> so please don't have it in your mind. Marriage is beautiful. Go back to the scripture. Go back to the, even the Adam that was deceived by his wife. Eve was deceived by Satan. Adam was deceived by Eve. And both of them fell. The power was in Adam. The authority was in Adam. He lost it. God still killed an animal to sacrifice do you understand? For their redemption. And he chased them out of the... Do you get what I'm saying? And then they continue to procreate. So what that means is that if a man fell from God's position but because of marriage, marriage fell, authority lost, and God still created a remedy, there's nothing we created among ourselves that cannot be resolved by God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So please, marriage is beautiful. Just get that straight. Let that sink into your heart. And your life will never be the same again. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We worship you. We bless your holy name because we know that human love is so bankrupt, are full of so many debts that cannot be paid. But we trust you for your divine love, agape, unconditional love, which should be the bedrock of every form of love. So that when our erotic love is failing, agape can strengthen it. When our filial love, touch love, all kinds of love failing, our agape can strengthen it. Father, we thank you because right now for all the singles and married, the agape is refreshed in our hearts. And I speak by the power of the Holy Spirit. This agape love, unconditional, selfless, humble, the love that doesn't seek its own, the love with a good character, attitude, always seeking the best for others. I, I pray that this is quickening in our hearts. And for every marriage is restraining, refreshed, juiced up, you know, become so romantic, filled with love. And every single person here, you have a clear-cut direction. In the name of Jesus, anyone in the wrong relationship, it's, it's broken now. Everyone in the right relationship, it is trending now. Everyone at the stage of getting married or that needs a relationship now. Desperately, there is nothing wrong with you feeling prayed and desperate. But the only thing is that you must not make wrong decision. I pray God intervene and attend to you maritally in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you are at rest to make the best of decision. Anywhere your future partner is, the man or the woman connects with you miraculously after today in the name of Jesus. I pray this church is blessed with wonderful marriages. That is the promise and the covenant we have with God. Marita, please. And that is our portion. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I bless your offering, your tithe, your seed of faith. 
um, your partnership, local partnership and all that.